Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Wanted to bring up a guy who I know is an NBA junkie. Huge fan. Talks about it day in and day out. On his show, the new afternoon drive show here in New York on WFAN. Um, Evan Roberts, good enough to give us a couple minutes of his time here on CBS Sports Radio this afternoon. Uh, Ev, where were you when you heard the news? I was uh, coming back from a Monster Jam show. I've never been to one of those where trucks make a lot of noises and kids seem to like it. And... I, I opened my phone. I got like 15 text messages. And like when I first read uh, the first person that told me this, it was, it was very difficult for it to sink in. And my first reaction was to tear up because I, I think what hits us is that not only is Kobe Bryant one of the greats of all time, we all know that, it's the, the, the humanity of it. You start to think, oh, my God. I mean, the guy's 41 years old. What about his family? What about his wife? What is everybody thinking? How can this happen? It reminds you how precious life is. And so – I think that it's not just losing somebody that we all feel like we know, because when you watch a guy play sports for a million years, it almost feels like you have this connection with the guy, even if you've never met him. But then it's that other aspect of it. And I mean, it hit me and I think it hit a lot of people. I saw a lot of reactions on Twitter where it just, you know, you, yeah, I, I, I teared up and I wanted to hug my wife and kid immediately because it, it just, it's a reminder how life is so fleeting at times, but man, it's, it's shaking us all up. I can't even believe they're playing basketball games tonight, to be honest with you, Jody. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the first place I saw it was on Twitter. I'm sitting here doing yeah. a show, and I take tweets during the show, and I'm getting one from someone who I don't know who's saying, hey, have you heard about Kobe Bryant? And then I immediately start to go to uh, outlets and people and websites that I trust, and it wasn't as immediate as some... Apparently, I don't frequent the f- websites from the uh, uh, that that actually got the news and or had the right. story first. Uh, so I had to immediately go into fact finding mode. And yes, it was eventually confirmed by individuals that I do trust. Uh, and it just was a tragic gut punch, as you stated. Uh, Forty one is just way too young for us to lose anyone that, as you say, we kind of think we know. We feel like we know, but we don't truly know. But then to find out after the fact that his daughter was one of the passengers, uh, your heart just stone-cold breaks for the Bryan family. You can't believe dealing with something like this kind of a tragic... uh, No, no, man. And it was, I think it was about a month ago. I'm I'm a big Brooklyn Nets fan, as you know, and I'm watching a Nets game, and Kobe was there. And I remember thinking, like, what? Why is Kobe at a Brooklyn Net game? It made made uh, me feel special, almost as a Nets fan. And he was there, sitting next to his daughter, explaining the game of basketball for basically two hours straight. And 
that image is the thing that I'm having a tough time getting out of my head thinking about that because, you know, here was this guy sitting courtside and you could see the smile on his face describing the game he loves to one of his daughters. And you know, the, the, the thing about Twitter, and I can only imagine you sitting there doing a radio show, you see one tweet and you're, I'm sure in your brain you're thinking, I hope this isn't true. Right. Like, I, well, I that was my it. immediate reaction because we all know yeah. you get uh, wild and crazy and uh, inaccurate things on Twitter all the time, people just making stuff up. So that was my yeah. first thought. I go, no, 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 this isn't happening because we would find out about it first. Forever we found out about it first listening to guys like Mike Francis on the fan or right. going to the Daily News or, or turning on a TV somewhere. And nowhere was within my easy, reachable grasp was this information being uh, put out there yet. So absolutely my first uh, reaction was, no, I don't believe this. And within 10 or 15 minutes, I had to unfortunately believe it. Yeah, and you don't want to believe it. So you're almost sitting there saying, I hope this isn't true. And it, it, it occurred later on because after I had found out and gotten those text messages, obviously I start checking Twitter and you hear all these crazy reports about who else was on the helicopter with them and you, you, you don't know what's true. I mean, that's the thing about Twitter. Like, you don't know what to believe. And obviously it's now been confirmed that one of his daughters was with him and uh, I guess a teammate of the basketball team that she's on. Yeah. And it's just... It's awful. I mean, four human beings lost their life in a helicopter crash, and it's just, it's just, it's absolutely devastating. And I, I'm, I'm still thinking, like, I hope it isn't true. Obviously, we now know it is, but I think in your brain, you're always trying to rationalize and, and hope that, nah, this can't be true. This isn't real. We're going to see Kobe smiling Tuesday night before Lakers Clippers. You know, that's the that's the hope, but it's um, it's the unfortunate reality, man. And it's, I think it's it, you know, everybody hard because everybody knows who Kobe is and. You know, like you said, you feel like you know somebody even when you don't know somebody. Evan Roberts, uh, WFAN Mid uh, Afternoon Drive talk show host, our guest uh, here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, you mentioned the fact that you're a New Jersey Nets fan, uh, now Brooklyn Nets fan, but back in the day, New Jersey Nets fan. Uh, you you didn't really think you had a shot against Kobe in the finals back in 2000, whatever it was, <laughs> did you? <laughs> we had no shot against Kobe and Shaq in the NBA. You know it's. Which, when you think back to that, the Nets that year came out of nowhere to be the one seed in the Eastern Conference. So it was one of those years where just getting to the NBA Finals and sharing a court with Kobe and Shaq was an accomplishment in its own. But no, there there was not even a you know a half a chance that the Nets were going to be able to compete with that Laker team. Their best hope, and I'll, I remember this vividly, their best hope was Sacramento knocking off the Lakers in Game 7. That right. was the best hope that they had. And that didn't happen, and obviously that was the the last of the the incredible three peat that that team put together. Um, but no, I realistically, Jody, no, I knew that Kobe and Shaq's team was much better, and it was one of those happy to be there kind of moments. It's funny what I always used to dream about was that Kobe was a net because the Nets actually passed on him to draft Kerry Kittles, and there's always been this thought that Coach Calipari, John Calipari, who was the coach at the time either passed on him because he didn't see his brilliance or just didn't think that he would ever sign and play for the New Jersey Nets. So Kobe was always this brilliant basketball player that you'd watch. And, you know, every fan wanted Kobe on their team, and every fan base would dream about Kobe on their team. But I had that weird thing of, he could have been on my team. You know, kind of like Charlotte Hornet fans when they obviously traded his rights for Vlade Divac. But 
that was always something that kind of as a as a fan you you dreamt about and said, oh, things could have been so different if they took Kobe Bryant instead of Kerry Kittles on draft night. No, uh, I'm surprised you haven't heard me tell the story. I know I've told it on the fan and I've told it here on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, Calipari wanted to take Kobe Bryant. He told me so himself that he wanted mm. to take Kobe Bryant. And he was advised that that would not be a good pick for the Nets, that Kobe had other options and that uh, his father certainly had played in Europe and uh, that that was a opportunity they were looking into. And they basically came out, Team Kobe came out and advised Calipari, don't take him. Uh, and John said, I did my homework. I didn't think he was going in the top 10, so I thought I was doing him a favor. But they told me don't bother because Kobe could go to Europe, and that's why he went to Kittles instead. And, yes, that whole to, uh, from Charlotte to L.A. thing had been worked out well ahead of time of the draft. And I could understand Kobe not wanting to go to the New Jersey Nets in 1996. Even though I was a fan, I understand rather playing in Europe or anywhere else besides being a Net at that time. But, man, it could have changed the history of the NBA. Could have. Uh, and uh, back in 2002 when the Nets got swept in that NBA final, I, I remember talking to Nets fans uh, on the uh, fan on the phones anywhere I was working, and they said, hey, at least we're playing. For years we had to listen about Kobe wanting to stick it to the Knicks. He wanted to stick it to the Nets, and he did just that. So, hey, at least we're in the fight, unlike those stiffs from uh, Madison Square Garden. <laughs> so you take your little victories wherever you can get them when you talk about Kobe Bryant because they were few and far between. Yes, I, I feel as a fan honored that my team was at least one of the victims in losing a championship to <laughs> one of the great players I ever saw. You know, so And getting to see him play live, which I didn't get to do many times, at least I can say that, and I'll be able to tell my kids and grandkids that I, I saw his brilliance on the court, and he was utterly brilliant on the court, man. Better player, certainly Michael Jordan. Better shooter, Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan? Uh... I mean, you know what? You know, it's, it's funny. I'm thinking about this, and I, I always think about how guys from different eras would be in the next era. And one thing about Kobe and Michael is that, and even Kobe, I know he didn't retire a million years ago. We now live in an era in which everybody shoots threes, right? And guys are getting better and better at it. Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, and Kobe's career three-point shooting percentage is probably around – 33%. I don't have it in front of me, but I would guess like 33, 34%, something like that. If Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan played in 2020 with such an emphasis on shooting the three, both guys would shoot over 40% from three. I think they were both brilliant players. Who's the better shooter? I mean, I don't know, man. Probably, probably Kobe, but I think both guys, and this is the definition of greatness, if you put them in a different era, they would their game would fit that era. Their game would just kind of elevate to the way the game is being played now. So that's kind of how I look at it with both those guys. 30, uh, 32.9, so almost 30, round up 33%. Almost. Close. So, close. Yeah, pretty good uh, call by you there. Um, he had his issues in L.A. and uh, run-ins with Shaq. Shaq eventually moved on. He stayed the entire time. Some people will say, hey, Kobe played with one team for his entire career. That just doesn't happen in sports in the 2000s. But he also helped to control the team around him and the like. 
Can we look at Kobe as a, uh, a dying breed in that he was a superstar player who never left his team? Michael did. LeBron did. Wilt did. Uh, whoever we're talking about at the top of that mountain, uh, most of them, if not all of them, played with other teams. Kobe never did. Is that a feather in Kobe's basketball cap? No question. No question about it. I mean, and, and to be able to win championships with two very distinct teams in the same city, obviously for the same team, I think is also one of those great accomplishments. You've got the Kobe Shaq era, and then you've got the Kobe Gasol era. And so I think that also adds to his legacy. But, yeah, I mean, especially as time goes on, and who's going to know with some of the future stars, some of the current stars we have, guys like Giannis and whatnot. But, yeah, I think we look now at a guy who spent his entire career with the same team, and it wasn't easy because how close did he become – how close did he come – to being traded to the Chicago Bulls. That was close to happening. Or, or leaving the Lakers and signing with the L.A. Clippers. That was supposedly a rumor out there. So it is, I think, a major accomplishment to spend your entire career with the same team, especially when you've got those close calls. Because I remember thinking at the time, oh, my God, Kobe Bryant's going to be traded to the Chicago Bulls. This is going to be crazy. Or Kobe's going to go to the Clippers. How, how nuts is that going to be? So I think not only staying with the same team, but winning championships with two distinct teams. I think also is, is something that, you know, when you talk about his legacy as one of the greats of all time, it's one of the first things you mentioned. And between you and I, see if we agree, I'm actually more impressed by the championships that he got with, as you m- mentioned, the Gasol team as yes. compared to the Shaq team. Yes, those Shaq teams were actually the better teams if they played against each other and Kobe could miraculously play with both teams. I believe Shaq's squad would beat them four straight, but the accomplishment of winning a championship with that second team I think actually was greater than what he did with his uh, first go-round. I don't think it's even close because I think when when we think of the Kobe-Shaq, Shaq-Kobe team, we're talking about two of the greatest players of all time. Two brilliant superstars teaming up, playing together. When you think of the Kobe-Pau Gasol era, now look, Pau Gasol is probably a Hall of Famer. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to shortchange him in one bit, but Kobe's the guy. Kobe's the alpha male. That's when Kobe was even – that's when he really became the Mamba. So, oh, no doubt about it. The Kobe Shaq team was better, but I think that that era, that run that they had just further stamped his greatness. Since you went there, I'll give you a quickie quiz as we go out the door. Black Mamba, who came first? Kobe Bryant or Beatrix Kiddo? <laughs> you tell me. I just, somebody just, I didn't know because I knew they were both at around the same time. It was the early 2000s, and I didn't know which one came first. Somebody just sent a clip where Kobe admitted, yes, he was motivated to name himself the Black Mamba <laughs> after watching Kill Bill. All and right, that, make, that makes a lot of sense then. He was uh, <laughs> so moved by Beatrix Kiddo, a.k.a. Wow. Uma Thurman. I uh, love the nickname. He adopted it for himself, and it was very fitting for both individuals, if you ask me. No question. No question about Evan, it. Evan, good stuff. Always a pleasure, brother. I'll see you around this shed here uh, one of these days. Thanks for a couple minutes of sharing today. Thank you, man. Have a good one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.